Hey guys, it's Kelly, and I want to welcome you back to the Unbroken Podcast. So I did a weird thing, and I started listening to my podcast and listening to the first probably dozen or so episodes that I did, and wow, (laughs) I like the way I do them now. I think they were great before, but... I sure have grown, and in about two weeks, I celebrate two years of doing this podcast, if you can believe that. I can't. It feels like just yesterday, I was sitting there and typing up a script to an episode, so I was just, I was so terrified of talking and sharing my story, even though I had been doing it, it just... I felt like I needed that structure to sit and read instead of just talking off the cuff. But now that I do it this way, I do like it a lot better. But there was something that I had said in my earlier episodes that really kind of, I felt very deeply. And it was where I had said that I was facing a choice, stay and die or leave and live. And I thought about that and realized, I mean, what kind of choice is that? How is that a choice for anybody? It's not a fair one uh, to give up your entire life. And I mean, I had to essentially walk away from my entire family and give up everything that I knew And it was so I could live. And I struggled when I left. I was homeless for a while, struggled with addiction to deal with the PTSD and all the chaos. I mean, it just quieted the noise. And struggled with it's my fault because I didn't know any better or it's this person's fault because they didn't help. And I realized... My whole life has just been this perpetual game of no one is coming. No one is coming to save you. No one is coming to help you. No one is coming. You have to do it all on your own. And for me personally, I'm glad it was that way because it did give me a lot of strength. And I think I'm in the place that I am today and thriving the way that I am because of that. But there are so many people that fall through the cracks because of such a fucked up choice of stay and die, go and live. So I I try to figure out how to fix that and... I couldn't really figure out a way. And I think when I've been talking about in the past how I didn't know quite where I fit into this world was because of that. How can I help people to realize that leaving and living is the better option? And I certainly can understand why people don't see that. It is terrifying after you leave. I can remember talking with a cousin years later that was mocking me 
for walking around wearing a wig to change how I looked. And at the time, I still wasn't ready to say, well, I had to do that because I was terrified. I can remember, um, and this was early on, like few months after I escaped the man that kidnapped me, and I was looking for a job and there was a gas station that was walking distance away and um, I wanted to go and apply for this position. So I was walking and I saw the type of car that my parents drove and I panicked and I went crazy and I ran through an industrial park and it was in fact my father that was following me and pretty much came as close as he could to hitting me with his car um clipped me a little bit and I can remember jumping a fence into someone's backyard and asking them to call the police and because I left the scene of the crime there was nothing they could do there was no proof that it happened, and um, it was hard. There was another instance where I was walking back to a friend's um, hotel room that they had rented out. Um, we would kind of hang out there for a little bit to get out of the heat, and there was a car that was following me. And I kind of went weird ways, called the police out, and they interviewed the guy, and he was a private investigator paid by my parents to locate their daughter that had been missing that the police were doing nothing about. That's in air quotes. <laughs> Showed him my restraining order, and, you know, we were able to kind of get it all figured out and get him to stop looking for me this was after I had my restraining order too but I've I spent a lot of time on the run I mean when I before I left the state I didn't have a good pair of shoes I have wore a pair of flip-flops that were like a dollar from Old Navy like I'm sure women know they do that dollar flip-flop sale and I had like huge blisters on my feet because I didn't have any good shoes to walk in. And I didn't have things. And there were people that donated to the shelters and I was so unbelievably grateful for that. I could go to the soup kitchen to get a hot meal and they would give shampoo and conditioner twice a week. We could take showers there. But it was a rough life. And I was lucky I didn't go back because it definitely was on my mind a lot to go back. And that's true for a lot of survivors. I don't know how to get someone to understand that, that going back into such a horrific world that you know is wrong and terrible is the easier choice. But in so many ways it is and I just I can't figure out how to explain it once I can I will talk about it as much as I can but I I went to a dark place 
and I just felt helpless because I know the struggles and I want to help people. But when I would have survivors reach out to me, they wouldn't qualify for certain services. Um, a lot of the survivors that I know have been gone for quite some time. So they're past that emergency crisis status and they don't have anywhere to go. So I opened up my own nonprofit and it is called the After the Last Sale Foundation. And that is what we are focusing on. I've got some amazing women that are running it with me. And we're going to focus on those survivors that have been gone for some time. And we're going to focus on providing them with things that the other organizations just don't have the funding for. When you're focusing on a crisis type situation with a survivor, you don't really have much time and funding for anything else. So my foundation is going to focus on where the other ones kind of leave off, I guess. And I want to support other organizations and support other survivors, especially ones like me and so many friends of mine that have been gone a while but still need a little help from time to time. Uh, when I started the podcast, um, I had just this little rinky-dink computer laptop thing. I think it was a Chromebook that my husband bought me. And I upgraded and then upgraded again. And um, I donated that first rinky-dink um, laptop to the local anti-trafficking organization and told them that I just had one stipulation that it needed to go to a survivor that was starting school and needed it for school. Um, and it was so weird because when the advocate came to pick it up and I got into her car to hand it to her, she got a text from a survivor asking if there were any organizations that helped with laptops and the other survivor wanted to pay me and I said I don't want payment but I would like an invitation to your graduation <laughs> and that would be enough for me so thinking about that thinking about how much of a struggle it was to get the money together for me to be able to have the dental work that I needed that started so many years ago while I was still in the life that's where I dreamed up my nonprofit and the After the Last Sale Foundation. I always say, and I've said in one of my very first episodes, that saving a victim doesn't end after the last sale. So I want to use my foundation to provide survivors with the tools and things that they need to thrive while they are recovering, while they are healing. So they don't have to think about how am I going to do this? Where am I going to get a computer to go to school? Where am I going to get the money to get a uniform for work? Where am I going to get, you know, the things that I need in everyday life that I had to leave behind? So that's what our mission is, to not only support survivors with the tools that they need to succeed in life and 
to support other organizations that just don't have the funding to do that, but to hopefully provide survivors with everything that they need so they don't go back to the life because the life provided them with everything that they need. And I'm so excited about it. I've been working on it for a couple of months. I still have some forms I got to deal with with the IRS, which of course I would decide to try to do all of this during tax season, so they've been a little busy. But I do have a website that I'm going to be putting into the description of all of my episodes from now on. It has a link to all of our social media. I haven't really posted anything yet, but I do have the account set up. And from now on, all proceeds from this podcast are going to go directly to the foundation. I've already got everything set up. So any donations that come through the donate tab in my link tree or any of the subscribers or any money that comes from the ads and everything like that is all going to go directly to the foundation. And I am just so happy that I finally can sit here and feel like I can make a difference in other survivors' lives. And I can thank all of you for that. The love and support that I have gotten since I started sharing almost three years ago on TikTok has been amazing and has meant more to me than anything in the world. And it showed me that I wasn't alone that there were other survivors out there that had gone through the same thing as I did, was going through the same struggles. But it also showed me that there were compassionate and loving people out there that really cared and wanted to see me succeed. I know that I can go back to some of my earlier TikTok videos that are backed up into my cloud and see friends that I've had by my side for three years. And I'm so grateful for everyone that has given me the love and support because it kept me going. And while I don't think at this point in my life I would ever think about going back, though it has crossed my mind as a way to keep my family safe, but um, I do... I do see big things in the future, and I'm just so excited about them. And I'm so glad to have this podcast. And honestly, that's why I haven't been posting a lot. <laughs> I've been working so much, sitting in a computer chair all day on the computer, and then at nighttime when it's time to record, I'm just like, oh, uh, my bed feels so good right now. <laughs> But when I talked about transferring and kind of trying to make a transition over to um, a video podcast, those are going to be done for the foundation and will be educational. I'm still going to be doing my own episodes here and try to continue this as much as I can because I love this podcast. I'm so proud of this podcast. It has been an amazing month shy of two years 
and I've gone through ups and downs. I've walked away and come back, and it just, it really is my comfort place, my safe space, my constant, the thing I'll always have that no one can take from me. So I hope that everyone checks out the foundation's website, and if you can donate, that would be so much appreciated. Um, if not, if the very least you can do is share my podcast, share the page, let my message live on that will eventually reach the right people. And like I said in the beginning of the podcast, in the first episodes that all we need to do is just one, if we can save just one victim if i can save just one and you can save just one then we can really make a difference and i know that i can't take away all the pain and suffering that a lot of survivors go through um i still go through it and i've been gone for over 13 years but maybe helping out with you know um fees for school and laptops furniture when they get their apartments and different things like that it'll help with something and i wish i had that many years ago i wish i had that four years ago and i wish i had that to help pay for the ridiculous amount of money that i had to spend on my dental work so i want to be that for other survivors and I really hope y'all join me in the next journey of my life. Chapter closed, chapter opened, and I'm exhausted. (laughs) I've just been working so much and trying to do so many things at once, so my words are escaping me at the moment. I... I have gone through a lot since I escaped. And like I said, I was homeless. I struggled with addiction. I struggled with custody. I went through this whole phase where I didn't really know if my parents were in fact my biological parents. And I struggled with memories and I struggled with so many things. I came out on top. And a lot of others do come out on top. There is life after escaping. But it isn't easy. And it's definitely harder for a lot of other people. And I wouldn't say it was exactly the easiest thing for me either. Uh, Living in 17 states in a short period of time sucks. (laughs) packing up and leaving everything you have behind because you literally have to make that split scission, split second decision excuse me <laughs> and if if and it was the same choice that I had when I left stay and die leave and live and that is not a fair thing to do and it's not a fair choice and it's certainly not a choice that we should have to make over and over and over again throughout our lives. So that is part of awareness. 
And I just was thinking a lot about how people just, oh, social media drives me crazy, but they, they don't understand. And I hate the, if you didn't go through it, you can't understand it phrase. Um, but in a lot of ways it is true. And I feel like I'm babbling. Like my mind is going a mile a minute right now. I apologize. I totally lost my train of thought. <sighs> I've been working my ass off probably harder than I've worked in a long time over the past couple of weeks trying to get everything in order for the foundation and I get to have really fun conversations where people ask how like what I do for a living and I say I, I'm a business owner and my salary is in the negatives because I'm a nonprofit business owner but um I just I want to help survivors as much as I can in the places where a lot of people don't think about because survivors we know trafficking inside and out and we know what survivors go through we know all of it and that's why I asked the women that are on my board to be on my board they are survivors as well of trauma trafficking and many other things and hopefully we can make the difference that I really want to make and hopefully everyone will continue to support me on my journey um I'm sorry I don't know what happened but I just all of a sudden got really anxious my PTSD feels like it's kind of gearing up I kind of feel like I'm dissociating a little bit I I'm really not sure what's going on um but I'm gonna go and I will try to record soon and talk more about the foundation, more about everything, but I've already deleted a 30-minute episode and re-recorded it, and I don't think I can do that again, but like I said, these are, these are everyday struggles. You know, I saw an article about the three men that were convicted and sentenced to 15 years for trafficking and I just thought to myself well I'm 13 and a half years in to after escaping and I'm still struggling with a lot of things and I'm probably going to continue for way longer than 15 years not enough time the victim should not suffer more than the perpetrator and so often we do so I hope to break that stigma about, you know, people not understanding how you can't remember about um, survivors that have been gone for a long time and seem like they have everything together. It can still fall apart at any second. Um, and just hope to help them so they can have the same tools for success that I've been able to get for myself. It was hard and I had to work hard at it every single day. And at the end of all of it, I just want to help other people so they don't have to think about where am I going to get the things that I left behind. I want to give them back to them 
so they don't go back. But I'm going to leave it there for tonight. Sorry, this episode was kind of weird. I Like I said, I just, something just triggered the fuck out of me. I don't even know what it was. Um, but I hope y'all have a good night. And I want to say thank you, as always, for your continued love and support. And please go to the episode description and check out the foundation. Share it with your friends. Share it with everyone. Um, the more people that see it, the more awareness there is and, um, the more donations that come in, the more survivors that we can help. I love all of y'all so much and I am so thankful that I'm able to be where I'm at today because of y'all. So I hope y'all have an amazing weekend and I will talk with y'all soon. Have a good one.